how do you spend that much of your time just playing visual novels, right? I feel like I need a fucking break from it. I feel like that's why I started playing Doom after Highway <laughs> Blossoms, because I needed a break from from all the the anime lesbian visual novel stuff, you know? I needed some yeah. gameplay in my game. You needed, you needed some testosterone. <laughs> I, I kind of got similar vibes from Doom and Highway Blossoms, and like my yeah. brief experience with Highway Blossoms. I, I mean, Doom Guy I is, is very similar to Marina, if you really like yeah. look at the subtext. I was gonna say Amber, but I'm curious how you can make that one work. (laughs) (laughs) They both like music. Anyway, this is a cubic inch of sound, and (laughs) over the past week, we all watched uh, The Princess Bride. I was gonna say Highway Blossoms, because we're just (laughs) talking about it. Yeah, guys, we're doing Highway Blossoms two weeks in a row. (laughs) That game really left a lasting impression. Highway Blossoms all the way down, baby. Okay, listen, (laughs) if we did another Highway Blossoms episode and Kevin wasn't here, he would be pissed. He would (laughs) murder us. Well, now we gotta. It's it's too late. Yeah, I feel like we kind of have an obligation now. I I didn't know we were so obligated. yet. So we I thought I thought we were obligated to talk about the Princess Bride after we said for a week that we were going to talk about the Princess Bride and we all watched the Princess Bride. What is you, that not how this works? <laughs> I guess. Luke's an arc. Luke's an arc. <laughs> uh, anyway, my name is Luke, and uh, I'm a loser. That's my fun fact. Fun. Um, my name is Nick, and I'm wearing a turtleneck sweater. My name is Connor, and I am a rodent of unusual size. <laughs> <laughs> my name that was is Dan, pretty funny. And I'm currently brushing my beard. I thought you were gonna say teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was really I hoping that Dan was gonna, gonna say you were brushing teeth. your rodent of unusual size. <laughs> oh, he's uh, currently going for a walk. <laughs> okay, epic. <sighs> so, what'd you guys think of the Princess Bride? Huh? This sure was a movie. Am I right? Ooh. Yeah, I, I really think it, it's better on, like, the eighth watch, because it, I, I, I think I got so much more out of it this time than the other few times that I've seen it. Have you actually seen it eight times? I wouldn't be surprised if I've seen it eight times. Huh. I yeah, think I've seen it three times now. I've seen, yeah, this like, is probably like, my third watch. Four or five times, at least. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a, a number that's large enough that I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you can't even count to eight. You're, you're such an idiot. <laughs> you know, funny story. My my first encounter with the Princess Bride was in the fourth grade when we had to choose what movie we were going to watch in our class. And a bunch of people suggested the Princess Bride. And me being, you know, 10 years old, I'm like, yuck, princesses, Wait, brides. Yeah. I don't want to watch this shit. So I had I like didn't. I had like the exact same experience in seventh grade, except I did watch it. I, Whoa. for, like, my entire childhood, confused The Princess Bride and The Princess Diaries. Uh, and I, I, I definitely watched The Princess Diaries, and I think I just watched, like, I, I thought that I had watched them both. Um, and then finally watched The Princess Bride for the first time, I was like, oh! Guys, what the hell? The Princess Bride and The Princess Diaries have the exact same plot, actors, and story. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, I, I actually I just... I, I had forgotten about this, but the first time... I sort of watched The Prince, so this would have been, like, this would sort of make four times, but, um, mm-hmm. Kyle showed it to me one night, um, we were hanging out at camp, but then I, like, I think I was just really tired, and after ten minutes I'm like, dude, I don't want to watch a fucking movie, <laughs> and so we stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great first experience. Yeah. But also, I can't imagine how you would do that because I feel like the the duel is like within the first ten minutes, right? No. Well, no there's the whole setup with the framing story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess. I, kinda, I don't know. Up with the marriage. By duel, do you mean with Inigo Montoya or like? Yes, with Inigo. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I kind of get like roped in with the grandpa. You know, I'm like, oh, what's this crafty <laughs> old man gonna tell me tonight? Connor you know sees saying? a grandpa and is instantly roped. <laughs> <laughs> What do, you, what do you like so much about grandfathers, Connor, huh? I don't know, but it was really funny when he walked in and he goes, Hey, how's the sickie? And uh, it was very good for me. <laughs> I, I yeah, so let's talk about that then. Let's talk about the plot before we like just refer to it. <laughs> so, so it's all... It's all a framing device, right? The whole the whole thing is fucking framing devices where they're like, ooh, it's a 
a tiny Fred Savage is like a little sick kid, and uh, and his <laughs> grandfather walks in, decides to tell him a classic tale from S. Morgenstern or whoever. <laughs> um, and that story is the Princess Bride, and it's ah, yes. it's a daring story. It's crazy. There's, I mean, there's like duels and poison and murder and romance and adventure and deals. Yeah, there's a lot and more rodents. things. I wasn't saying I was listing all of them, just like just the. I the think cool we should ones. list all of them. Everything. There's, yeah, there's fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, <laughs> monsters, chases, escapes, and true love. So. Uh, oh my. Yeah. Quite a there's lot. A, there's at least like one more thing than those though. <laughs> yeah, you forgot rodents. <laughs> oh, rodents of, of various sizes, actually. Yeah. 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 They they were big ones. And there small were ones. were there small ones. Well, I don't yeah, remember I any. Un- assume, you know. I don't really I- remember any usually sized rodents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these these rodents are just pretty normal sized, I would say. Well, I guess it depends <laughs> the rodents of usual rodent. size. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys think that they used the framing device well? Did you think it was it was well utilized? I yeah, I think it. so. They, they 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 made some like jokes out of it. Which I thought was pretty good. They, they, yeah, I think like developed somehow developed the character of the kid and the grandpa, without them actually being a part of the story. Yeah, yeah. I feel that? like it. It probably could have come up like one more time just to really yeah. solidify it. But I like. I really like the scene where, um, so Buttercup jumps into the water in order to escape her captors mm-hmm. because she has just been kidnapped. And there are eels coming towards her, the the dangerous shrieking eels. <laughs> and it's like it's all shot in a way that you're like, oh man, is she is she gonna die? Is she gonna get eaten by the eels? And then it just suddenly cuts to the grandfather and he's like, She does not get eaten by the eels at this time. <laughs> and the kid's like, What? And he's like, You looked really concerned. I just wanted to let you know she's fine. <laughs> Um, and that was really good. There, there were yeah, a few moments like yeah. that. You know, the big thing that kind of threw me off with the framing device was whenever it would switch from like a scene with Wesley to the grandpa, the differences in their mustaches just really stood out to me. Like, yeah, there were like, a lot of lot of different kind of mustache dynamics throughout the film. I thought. That was yeah, awesome. but like Wesley has like that really like weird thin mustache, which yeah, is he has the classic kinda... French guy mustache. Yeah, and then like Dan, the grandpa the has like this talking about? gray mustache. Like, and like there are a couple shots where like I felt like it was like pr- there you see both of their faces pretty close to each other. And I don't know. This just seemed like a a big contrast to me was the difference in those two mustaches. Is this what you think about when you're watching movies? Did you write this down as your notes? Dan, are you gonna like Dan? Are you gonna like write a fan fiction about their mustaches or something? It sounds like you put too much. No, just, I think Dan just wants their mustaches to touch. If you know what I mean. I was gonna fucking say that. <laughs> Do you think they give mustache rides? I want to touch no. the mustache. There are a lot of mustaches in the movie, so like when you see like two opposite ends of the spectrum of the mustache spectrum, like you know, so close together, it just stood out. This is why I I was I was never taken aback by their mustaches. For the record, <laughs> let, stenographer, let the sh- let the record show I was not taken aback by the mustaches. Yeah, same. Put put that on your record, bitch. <laughs> Print it out on vinyl. I was very <laughs> taken aback by Wesley's rippling abs whenever they take your shirt off. You know, in the pit of despair. Oh man, oof. Just speaking of the pit of despair, you know what really threw me off even more than the mustache was I always assumed when they put the cup, the like suction cups on them that like they cover the nipples, but like they don't. They're above the nipples, and that that also threw me off. Yeah, they're just kind of like randomly placed. They're trying, they're trying to to suck years of your life away, not milk. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I feel like that'd be more painful. Like that's a more sensitive region if you if you're going for pain. Okay, but Dan, that guy, the the Count, is literally the expert on pain. He was literally writing a book on pain, and you're going to say you know pain more than he does? Okay, they didn't even have germ theory back then, so, like, how much could he know about pain? Yeah, that's a pretty experimental thing. I don't know, germs germs don't have that much to do with pain. Germs to understand pain. No, I was saying in general, they didn't have a whole lot of understanding of the human anatomy at the time. he clearly did when it comes to pain. Yeah. 
he proved. We, we don't know how big his sample size was. We don't know how many other people he tested it. I, on. I feel like this is an inherently different thing because, like, you can have direct, you know, yeah. uh, like firsthand reports of of pain sensation. Yeah, and, and also, like, like if you, someone you is can... sick. They're not going to be like, oh, I've definitely got some, you know, yeah. E. coli. It's kind of like how it's kind of like how plague doctors wore those long masks with flowers in the end, and that worked despite the fact that they were completely wrong about why people got sick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, in any case, I'm not going to trust that guy's work on pain until it's been peer reviewed. There are no peers. He is he is so far above the rest that he has no peers. Well, that's an issue. In Listen, the pain well, realm. Dan, if we're, if we're comparing... Zini might have been his equal in pain, but he died. <laughs> if we're comparing his research to, like, a current-day a current day pain researcher, then sure. But I just think that you're pretty fucking clueless when it comes to pain. I think that this guy would know more than you, so that's <laughs> he, what I'm... He may, that's my but, point. like, I'm not going to blindly trust his results. I'm going to question him. I think that's how it should be. I mean, you don't have to blindly do it. You can watch how painful it is. He literally, where, yeah, he literally takes him years to death. of life. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of well, Maybe I think he could have taken more years of life if he just moved he those cups over have. the nipples. He might have been able to. I think he, he if he tried, maybe. <laughs> let's uh let's let's email the 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 writers and figure out <laughs> what actually happens here. William Golding, let's be like, yo, your book slash movie, complete bullshit. The cups do not cover the nipples. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I think we should design our own, you know, pain torture machine uh, and put it on Dan's nipples. I, I, I did not volunteer for this. I volunteered Dan Ooh. for this. Yeah, I yeah, volunteered Dan volunteer. too. All right, <laughs> democracy, let's go. <laughs> Damn it, you even have a super majority. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, uh, the story, right? It was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want to talk about the movie Completely. first before I mention that yeah. I read the book. Actually, yeah, I read, yeah. book. I read already... like two thirds of the book. You read the? You already mentioned it then. Oh no! I fucked it up. Wait, you know? <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, I have to restart. Uh, one scene that has aged either really well or really poorly, depending on who you ask, is when <laughs> oh, no. Fezzik asks. Um, the man in black why he's wearing a mask and he says like oh i i just think it's very comfortable i think everyone will wear masks in the future <laughs> yeah, i was watching the, i was watching it earlier today and i watched that and just laughed for a little while that was fun. did that I laughter cried. turn to crying at all yeah no just laughter dan's a masochist confirmed <laughs> a little bit i guess oh i also thought it was weird how um near Near the beginning, there's a scene where they make a point of how Fezzik, like, makes a lot of rhymes. Like, he keeps rhyming Yeah, and it just never together. comes up again. And, yeah. yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure if I just, like, maybe there were some subtle rhymes that I just didn't notice, but they definitely don't call attention to it, you know? Well, They're so subtle that you can't together. notice them, even with a keen ear. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think he ever again rhymes. Definitely not in meter. Maybe Bro. it was. Uh, maybe he did some haikus that we just didn't notice. He's a false poet. <laughs> I literally don't even know what meter means. It's like the the, the cadence you use. Yeah. When you're. It's like when you're parking. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It's like that. Ah, so wait, if I talk while I'm parking, I'm rhyming. <laughs> no, no, no. You're you're not rhyming unless you're rhyming. But you're. Yeah, but poetry. if you're rhyming while you're driving, then it's poetry. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. Only was... while he's parking, not driving. Fourth drunk oh, yeah, carriage right. count. Are you, you parking? Rhyme, if you rhyme you, on a parkway, do you have a parking it's meter? If you rhyme on a driveway, drunk. it's prose. Dan, if you are parking the carriage at a meter, then yes. Okay, good. Otherwise, no. What about like a hot dog stand? All right, I think. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, I also <laughs> noticed. Um, well, for one, I just want to point out how many like old memes come from this movie you know like yeah. not really memes that you see now but like like those those weird image macros yeah when when Inigo Montoya says like <laughs> yeah. oh that word I do not think it means what you think it means that's like wow they made a meme they didn't even realize it at the time <laughs> who yeah. knew they were funny and they didn't even try <laughs> I, I yeah. literally cannot listen to um, Fizzini or uh, what is it uh, Wallace Shawn I think 
Um, yeah. without hearing the insurance agent from The Incredibles. So I really just like every time he, he oh, screams yeah. at his employees. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. He has a very like iconic voice. It is. It's fantastic. He, he was like, he works so perfectly in this movie as like mm-hmm. the annoying guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is incredibly annoying. I feel I'm like just, it... I'm just saying that like it works so well. You yeah, know? yeah. He, he's 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 definitely good at that character because he's played <laughs> it in a, a few movies. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, it is like it's it's incredible that you know. I think there was such a density of just like amazing character development and plot in just like the first act. You know where he's kind of going through mm-hmm. uh, each of the three, and and oh, it was incredible. And then, so it's it just seems like the rest of the movie kind of like. It's paced very well, but it feels like the rest of the movie kind of like flies by because you're already kind of just like really immersed in the world after that. There's one, the one part for me that kind of is slow is when, um, like when they, when Wesley dies and then they have to bring him back. Mm, yeah. I, I feel like that's slow almost on purpose. The, the one thing uh, I was confused about, and I don't know if any of you guys have an answer, but they, you know, um, they get, you know, uh, uh, they, re- they revive Wesley outside of the castle. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we only have a half hour before the wedding, you know, and we have to do this. And then, like, they just wait till nighttime anyway. <laughs> and I've never... I mean, I, it's like they give it, like, a minute after they say, you know, we only have half an hour, and then they just gotta wait. Yeah, um, I also noticed just that um, when they're uh, sailing towards the Cliffs of Insanity, it's nighttime, <laughs> and then it kind of just becomes day at some point. Yeah. And I didn't even well, I realize it, was, like, it until I was up. like... I think uh-huh. it was like sunrise. That's like why like pre-dawn. the sky is kind of funky. Yeah, like I don't know. I I hadn't even really thought about that um, when I was watching it, but then later on I was thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, did like like that kind of happened very quickly, you know? It seemed like it sort of Wait, just yeah. became day instantly. Also, I guess because technically, so they kidnapped her during the day, right? They spent the night on the on the water, and then got there in the morning. Meaning it took them like a whole night to get to where they are. But the prince was able to like assemble a whole force. And then get them on horseback over to the other continent, or, or you know, I, whatever it is. Area. Yeah. In, in, in like no time. Not jump of the lore. <laughs> yeah. They... <laughs> uh... Yeah. So it, it, they go from Florin to Gilder, right? I assume those are not land connected because I don't know. I guess they the, could be. The actually. book has a map. I, oh. I don't remember what exactly it looks like. But, wait, wait, um... actually, wait. Where the fuck is it? Because like Greenland. Sicily and Spain <laughs> exist. We know that for sure. Okay, yeah. Um, looking at maps, it seems like Florin and Gilder are separated by a channel. Yeah. So there it's, is no land connection. On on one side, it's the Florin channel, and then on the other side, it's the channel of Gilder. Like it's just split. But yeah, at, so at some weird. point in the middle. Even even like it's it's weird because it's. Lauren is on one side of the river of the channel. Gilder is on the other side, but the split comes like yeah. vertically. So it's, I'm also confused it's because from this map, it or seems like you're able to go from you know the the capital city of Florin right across to just like a normal fishing village, as opposed to having to climb the cliffs of insanity. <laughs> I guess like I guess they might be doing it for secrecy, but like you know you kind of yeah. could have avoided all of that struggle. For- I also this this map that I have labels rope on the cliffs of insanity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty big rope, you know. It, yeah. it was kind of significant. It was I, like, I, I yeah, where do you even get rope that big? The rope store. <laughs> I didn't know there was one. I think we might be looking at the same map, Nick. I like how they also have the wheelbarrow labeled in the city. Yeah, and the duel. Like, that's not even a thing. That was just, it was an event. <laughs> there's a there's <laughs> duel ambush picnic. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a nice date. There's actually only one oak tree in the entire... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, um, another thing that, like, sort of... That was sort of weird to me, right? Is at the very end, they're trying... Or not the very, very end, but, like, near the end. They're trying to storm the castle, and so they, um... They get Fezzik and put him on the wheelbarrow and have him pretend to be the Dread Pirate Roberts. And yes. for some reason, they catch his cloak on fire as, like, a, a scare tactic, you know, for, like, intimidation. But really, I feel like that wasn't intimidating at all, because I just look at that and I'm like, whoa, it's a really big, scary dude, but, like, 
he's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah He'll be gone soon anyway. To me. <laughs> they were very yeah. superstitious back in those days. Yeah, I mean, and why I feel would like, a pirate you know, be on fire? I mean, like... Oh, pirates big... are very often on fire. Shut up. Yeah. Big people are scary. Uh, fire <laughs> is scary. Hot take, hot take. So if you put them together, big fire is scary. Yeah, well, so I think most of it is, right? Like, if you see someone on fire and they're screaming, like, oh, God, my flesh, I'm on fire. Not very scary, kind of incapacitated. If they're just on fire and they don't give a shit, that's terrifying. <laughs> think about how strong they have to be to just resist fire, you know? So I feel like, you know, just the... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more so that they're like they're standing there watching him just like command fire. As Does fire resist fire. also mean you're resistant to like beers and swords and shit? Because I feel like they could have just done that. Uh, well, uh, uh, I mean, who knows? <laughs> if somebody is resistant to fire, I feel like I'm still not gonna want to come at them with a sword. You know, I'm still That's gonna be kind of scared. Like, oh shit, this dude's resistant to fire. What else can he resist? He's a salamander. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> Yo, there was a there was a Mac-based Princess Bride game with five levels. It went as <laughs> you went over level five one. levels. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, wait, they only listed four of them. Three is not listed. <laughs> That's such a one, mystery. Two, Dude, we gotta play it. We we gotta figure this shit out. I think three is meant to be the fire swamp, but they cut it off. What what does it say? Does it say the uh, fire swamp? No, it's just I see the fire swamp, and I think what looks like the scroll label for each level, because it, it goes like number two is Battle of the Wits, and then number four is Miracle Max. It's like I I really feel like. But they made a level off of Miracle Max. How did they? How did they work that out? He just made him some chocolate and fed it to him. Mm. Yeah, well, you actually true. play as Valerie and you get to go in and just screech at him. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I'm looking forward that's to. <laughs> that's pretty epic. Um, so anyway, I I read like two thirds of the Princess Bride book, and I gotta say, the book's pretty crazy. It's it's different in some ways. It's the same in other ways. Um. But it's, One way that it's good, different you know, it's... is that it doesn't have many visuals, I'm assuming. At least as many yeah. as the movie. No, you're right. It just has that map at the beginning. I don't think there's any more. Um, although maybe the version I had might might have missed some. <laughs> um, so they changed the entire framing device where um, instead of just being like, oh, a, a grandfather is reading this story to his kid. Instead, it's supposed to be an abridged version where... There's a, a whole, like, kind of long introduction that's just talking about this random, like, author character that is, I hope, meant to be different from the actual author of the book, because he's just kind of an asshole, right? He just, like, he talks for a little while about how, like, on a business trip, he he saw some girl who, like, had heard of his books before, and he's like, man, I should cheat on my wife with this woman. <laughs> and then... Um, but he really wanted to get his son a copy of S. Morgenstern's The Princess Bride as a, as a birthday gift, but he couldn't find one. Um, and then his son didn't like the book because he started reading it, and the second chapter is just, like, a really long history of Florin and Gilder. <laughs> so he decided to, um, to go through and, um... And make an abridgment of the book where he he only keeps the good parts, <laughs> and so so every once in a while he'll just like it'll just be a note of like oh there used to be a section where this thing happened but I thought it was boring so I cut it out. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's really funny whenever he describes like what was supposed to be there, like what was in the original book. Um, like at one point they say, like. Oh, originally there was supposed to be 40 pages of a, a character packing for a journey, like just packing all of their hats and stuff. Um, and then they go on that journey for the next two pages. And then there's another 40 pages of them unpacking all of their stuff once they arrive. <laughs> 
That's fun. <laughs> and on one hand, it would have been funny to actually include that as a joke, but on, on the other hand, I, I think, yeah, that's I, probably I, a better way I, to do it. I think that's the way you should do it, because, like, after the first, probably, like, 20 pages of them packing, it would probably start to get a little old. And then once you get to the second unpacking section, you'd probably want to put the book down for a little while. Um, but yeah, it's it's really weird reading it after the after seeing the movie, just because of how how a lot of things do legitimately get like expanded upon to to like ridiculous extents. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not not ridiculous, but like Fezzik has a whole backstory that you just like never hear in the movie. Um, <laughs> you get some Inigo Montoya backstory, which like you pretty much heard in the in the movie, but it's like way more fleshed out and way more detailed. You know, it's like a whole flashback. Yeah. And you, you really you really get to understand the characters. You know, it really makes you feel like the Princess Bride, <laughs> and I gotta commend it for that. Oh God, I wish I was the Princess Bride. <laughs> What I would give to so marry hot, I would, yeah. <laughs> Also, he's called Westley in the book with a T. He's Westley. also called Wesley in the in the movie. He is. Yeah, I thought he was no, just he's, Wesley. He's Wesley. No, it's, I'm pretty sure it's spelled Wesley. I'm looking Are you it up. Positive. I'm. I need. Yeah, it is because Wesley. It is Wesley. A lot of guys just pronounce. I I think a lot of people just pronounce it wrong. Yeah. Well, well, how would you go about pronouncing that in casual conversation? You wouldn't be like Wesley. How are you doing today? I say Wesley. Hey Wesley. 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 I feel like they say Wesley. I I feel like they say Wesley. Yeah. Wesley. I feel like at least somebody says Wesley. I I think we're all (laughs) just kind of flashing back to Clone High. (laughs) What? Uh, The robot butler. Oh yeah, I completely forgot about that that robot butler. To be honest, yeah, I, it took me a second to figure out what you were talking about. I was like, "Oh, was it the peanut who said that?" And I was like, "No, never mind." <laughs> the it was peanut. Yeah, they used to call me the peanut in high school. Ah, uh, good times. <laughs> hey, peanut. No, we only yeah, say also the not. um. <laughs> I mentioned the the whole rhyming thing with Fezzik before um that does come up in the book a lot more (laughs) like there's a lot of things that in the movie they kind of just mention once but then in the book are like full-on things you know in a lot of ways like it almost feels like the book was written after you know (laughs) like a like an adaptation of the uh yeah like like to the point where they they wrote a novel and then they were like wait shit we uh we adapted the movie into a book perfectly, but it's only like fifty pages long. So let's just <laughs> fill out like a bunch of a bunch of backstory and like a bunch of extra stuff and like let's really add, expand let's add on eight, what they were saying. Let's add eighty pages of this character packing and unpacking. <laughs> yeah. Which so I, I mean I think that's just like a, a good job on the part of William Goldman for condensing it into a more reasonable screenplay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. No, One I mean, thing the... I did find weird about the uh, structure of the movie was uh, it feels like a two-act movie. Like, I remember I was watching it today, and I got to the point where, like, they get out of the blood swaps, and they kidnap Wesley, and I paused mm-hmm. it, and it was exactly halfway. And I always assumed that, like, whole section was the first third or something. But, like, nah, it's the first half. It's really just really a two-act movie, which I always thought was weird. Well, I guess you'd kind of say, like, you know, uh, him, like, pursuing... I don't know. I would say that's like the beginning. Of, like, it doesn't have to be in, in perfect thirds to be a three act, you know. Uh, but like, I feel story. like those those are like that's like the big narrative kind of like turning point for the well, story. I don't know. The first I half of like, the movie, well, like is the him second act is down Buttercup, and yeah. then the second half is him rescuing Buttercup. Well, I think it's well, yeah. But remember, the second act is always like when the heroes are at their lowest, and I feel like Wesley dying is is pretty damn low, you know. So <laughs> yeah, but then like the movie only goes like, like ten or twenty minutes after that. So like, yeah, I feel okay. like you it can't call that like last a, you know, twenty minute section an act. Why not? Because it's not really one. It, see, I was gonna, I was gonna say the opposite. I was gonna say maybe the first act is just like the introduction parts, like before Buttercup mm. gets kidnapped by the three criminals. You know, it's just uh, a really that feels tiny like a first act. <laughs> yeah, and then by that logic, you just have a really top heavy third act where nothing happens for like the first half. <laughs> 
Hitler. And I don't know. I, I think it's a very effective story, though. I really and I like it. it. Yeah, yeah. Structurally, it always felt a bit weird to me. I, I, I personally think it's a 15-act movie, and I don't think you guys are opening <laughs> your mind high enough. Where would you say those 15 acts are? Please don't. During the runtime. I want, no, I want, I want timestamps here for oh, beginning God. and end. Of the time for that. Dan, you I do not deserve you. the timestamps. In other words, Nick will not give you the time of day. Damn Holy it. shit. Or stamps. <laughs> time you of won't stamps. give him the time of stamps. <laughs> what time stamps do stamps roughly, fuck if I know. Forever stamps are timeless. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that sounds like a like tramp stamp tattoo someone would get. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge USPS fan. I got a tramp stamp that says forever stamps are timeless. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I fucking love the Postal Service. Let's go! <laughs> Did you guys know that the Postal Service has a merch store? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna look that up. It's, it's, yeah. it's actually really good. At least sometimes. They have, like... It seems like a lot of the stuff is, like, limited. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, like, cool. it, they have postman costumes for, like, kids. They have, like, models of, like, the... I think they have models of the LLVs, which are the... Um, the, <laughs> the the, the like trucks they used to deliver mail. It's a priority mail crop top. <laughs> what? They got it's a crop mail top, truck. priority mail. No. <laughs> it's so good. There's no way. <laughs> I'm buying that. I'm. Thank you for turning me out. Oh Connor, my god, it's $80. Holy <laughs> shit. Wait, Connor, are you going to wear it or give it to somebody? Uh, I, why not both? Get to... <laughs> Oh my god, $80 crop top. $80. This, this, sweatshirt, this sweatshirt is just like a normal long sleeve sweatshirt. It's $125. These prices Jesus. are not what I remember. It's, it's shipping costs, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember thinking I was going to buy, like, I remember I was going to buy one of these at some point because it was like 20 or 30 bucks. I, well, since when are they 80? What the hell? <laughs> I was thinking of buying a Wikipedia sweatshirt at some point because it looks it, kind of cool. But do they have merch as well? Yeah, they do. Oh, that's um, cool. It was it was kind of neat, but like I couldn't justify that purchase in my mind, you know? Yeah. Because it's like however much a sweatshirt is. <laughs> like 50 bucks, maybe. Probably, yeah. This sweatshirt is 40, but... I don't like full zip sweatshirts. I like over the over the head. Like I, actually, I do it's, like when they zip they, up, they sell a, a, a Wikipedia scarf, and it looks really nice. But the only branding is just like a you know a, a serif W, which I feel like is not really enough to identify <laughs> with Wikipedia. I don't know. I feel like everybody who sees a serif W is like, ah oh, man, <laughs> Wikipedia. Kind of. If you wore that around, people would see you and be like holy shit dude like is that wikipedia and you'd be like yeah the wikipedia oh no wait scarf. oh it, it turns out the entire length of the scarf also says wikipedia so i guess that makes a little more sense they only show you the w but if you look at other pictures well, how are oh, you they, have, they have socks that have tons of serif w's on them that sounds That's pretty crazy good. <laughs> i actually might get those this is quite cool well, they have buttons what is this oh, a cubic inch of the wikipedia merch store? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honestly it should be Oh well, I, I guess we'll just we'll just have to change it. Yeah, we can pivot yeah. pretty quickly. I think a cubic inch of a princess bride for a little bit, and then mostly the <laughs> Wikipedia merch store. <laughs> it's a little it's a little bit of a, a mouthful, but it 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 gets the ideas across. It, it, it rolls off the tongue somewhat. Oh yeah, also whose um, tongue going would back that roll to off? The princess bride, because I know um, I know we were, we were talking about that for a little bit. Just um, a little, yeah. I mean, I guess one thing that was weird was. Um, so in the book, they made, it was like a constant running gag, mostly in the first chapter, but um, regarding the setting, it would say, it would like, he would establish something, and then say, this was either before or after something else was invented, you know? So like, at some point, yeah. they describe a character as being like glamorous, and then it says afterwards, this was after glamour was invented. <laughs> like they just do constant shit like that where they're like oh this this was before paris or like oh this this was after carpentry um <laughs> i brought that up yesterday i made a joke like that and nick yeah. you said like oh is that from isn't that from the princess bride but um 
Connor, you you watched the movie today, right? Yeah, so I explicitly, you know, was looking for, you know, evidence that this actually occurs in the movie. And it doesn't. I I don't know where I got that. I have no idea how I understood (laughs) that reference. So I was was trying to look up, like, you know, oh, this probably must be just like a thing in popular culture. You know, a lot of this movie has been adapted. (laughs) It's nowhere. Like, it just, it doesn't exist outside of the book, I guess. I, I guess I just have an inherent knowledge of Princess Bride novel uh, running I mean, gags. I think, I think I think the obvious thing is like it's probably just the availability heuristic. You were t- you know thinking about it all week, and then you know just immediately you're like, oh, he's making a reference to something. It's probably Princess Bride. Yeah, but like that's probably it. But in my mind, I immediately recognized it. I was like, oh, that's Princess Bride. <laughs> like it wasn't like, oh, Luke, is that like I, I said like is that Princess Bride? But I was like, oh, that reminds me of Princess Bride. I mean, I it, the grandpa gives off that vibe throughout. Like, that's something I could, like, definitely picture the grandpa yeah. saying I, in the movie. Or maybe it's the Mandela effect. I, I come from an alternate reality where um, <laughs> that it, that happened in the movie. You know, I, I think that's I it. Think, yeah. yeah, that's definitely the most likely answer. I think so, Probably. too. Availability, availability heuristic, my ass. Also, o- why can't Occam's, I speak? Occam's razor who? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Occam and why is he shaving? <laughs> Bro, Occam fucking cut himself. Like, what a loser. He he doesn't even know how to shave properly. I hope Idiot. he's okay. Yeah, he just put a little a little bandage on his face. He's good. Okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm not. Dan, why do you hate Occam so much? What did he ever do to you? He's kind of a dick. Occam's overrated. I am reading through quotes from the book right now, and honestly, it seems even better than the movie. It's it's a weird instant. I mean, I should say I haven't finished the book. I think I'm like I'm like two thirds of the way through, but um, it seems like one of those rare instances. Okay, I'm actually I'm like seventy five percent of the way through. <laughs> um, it's one of those rare instances where I feel like the book and the movie are both really good for like completely different reasons, you know. They're not completely different, but like mm. they they have like, aspects that differentiate them, but they're both still pretty good on their own. Yeah, like because just reading things out in the book, it definitely doesn't have the same charm that the movie has. I guess it's missing the music for one. <laughs> yeah, the music in the Princess Bride is so like cheesy and so it makes me think it's, it's on the nose. Music. It's, it's very on the nose. It's bad but it's so good you know it just completely works i'm really bummed kevin's not in this episode because i really wanted to compare it to the kotor music because there's like a couple bits in here that sound like straight from like the opening (laughs) menu to kotor and like i i really wanted to have a deep discussion with kevin on that but sadly that'll never happen i think he's doing homework yeah like a loser. loser I've never missed an episode. (laughs) Mm. One thing I found really touching that happened recently with this movie was Rob Reiner was the yeah very touching. Okay, okay, touching. Yes, Rob Reiner was the director of this movie, and his dad is Carl Reiner, who like you probably don't recognize the name, but you'd recognize the face if you saw him. He's the old guy in a lot of movies, and Mm -hmm. he passed away a few months ago. And the last thing he did on camera was a, I guess not a fan remake, but a remake of The Princess Bride made by Rob Reiner and some of his friends in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> and the very last that. shot, in Carl Reiner played the grandpa, and Rob Reiner played Fred Savage in bed. <laughs> so the very last shot that they filmed was Carl Reiner saying, as you wish, to his son. And then, oh, like, man. two days oh. later, he died. That's Damn. oh, that's really adorable, but really heartbreaking at the same time. And it was yeah. his dad who gave Rob Reiner the book, and then made him think, "Man, I should make this a movie." That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. What a story. <laughs> anyway, how's your sex life? <laughs> <laughs> Not great, if I'm being honest. Does it I have mean... any sports in it? <laughs> <laughs> so. There's fencing. There's dueling. There's water sports. There's romance. There's actually no eels. Please do not say water <laughs> sports. Eels. Oh, screeching eel. <laughs> Big rope. <laughs> a wheelbarrow was involved for a portion of the climax. There are there are two genders: big rope and shrieking eel. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah uh i i in regards to the movie having really charming music and 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 stuff like that um i thought like all of the deaths were hilarious i mean obviously the the the, um the counts is really rewarding and you're like god yes i want to watch him bleed out on this table um (laughs) sorry that was my 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 career as a surgeon was kind of pouring it over here but um (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know like like when they you know bonk the albino over the head and then um you know, when, uh, when Fazzini dies. <laughs> I don't he think he's well he never sh- Yeah, he never shows up again. I I don't think he died. Yeah, but y- you know what I mean? Like, all the just, like, really awkward collapses really just yeah. sell it for me every time. <laughs> yeah. Also, the I, th- scene I think Fazzini's where... death was the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, the scene where Wesley is falling down the hill and he goes, as you wish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I just and then so she pitches herself down. It's just like ooh, uh, ooh. <laughs> they're they're both just like doing little grunts as they're falling yeah. down there. And I really like I can just imagine them in like a studio like recording that after the fact. They're like, yeah, but can you put like a little more pain into it? You know? <laughs> no, no. We can, we we only have uh we only have enough space to record like like one take from each of you. So you better make it count. <laughs> We'll beat you with a stick as you record it to help. We'll hook up a machine to your nipples. Well, actually, just above your nipples, but, you know. What, Nipplegate? That's my biggest problem with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wish Nipplegate I could respond to that, like honestly. A sex toy. <laughs> I wish I had the words to give a proper measured response to what you just said, but I literally don't think I do. Um, yeah, the no, measure, the you guys... measure of a response proper for that is longer than humans can comprehend. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys want to wrap up? Do you uh, do you want to give your final thoughts and then like a, a would you recommend? I would. I would too. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is definitely a movie you have to see more than once. Like we <laughs> we've all seen it multiple times, kind of not, accidentally. Not because you need I... not because you need to see it more than once to appreciate it, because you will by obligation of being a human, see it more than once. It is an inevitability of the universe that you will act like just, you will stumble upon it, you know, in a, in a dark alley one night and be like, Oh no. And then you spend an hour and a half just like stuck to the television. If I could go back in time to fourth grade me and be like, Hey, you should watch it again. You should watch this movie. I'd be like, you could watch this movie, but you're going to watch it a lot later. So like no rush, but you would like, (laughs) just to clarify, we are talking about the princess diaries, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> We're talking about the princess swap. Okay, I am a little bit confused about why you would need to say that it's a movie you need to see more than once. You really don't. Like, you can watch it once and nope. and perfectly enjoy it. No, like I think life will necessitate you if you like interact with other human beings on a long term basis throughout your life. You are going to have to watch this movie. Yeah, like this is twice. not a recommendation. This is just a warning that at some point <laughs> so this is happening to you. Like, okay, well, I would recommend it. I don't I don't feel like I need to warn people. I'm just like I you know, if you haven't seen it, go ahead, watch it. It's pretty good. And if yeah. you've seen the movie and you haven't read the book, the book is pretty good too. It's uh it's enjoyable at least. And it's it's not like it's long or anything. It's pretty Is short. that like a is that like a fake out? <laughs> no, I, I well I read the abridged version, so <laughs> so that was a lot shorter, believe me. Um, but you missed no, out on I... all the character development, the packing scenes. Um, I read like half of it at the laundromat, so that <laughs> probably tells you how long it is. Depends how much laundry you have. <laughs> True. Yeah. I was I was there for like an hour and a half. Actually, maybe it wasn't half of it. I don't know. But I got like a good ways through it at the laundromat. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, it was a fun time. Nice. It was good. I was sitting there, the dryers were all spinning, the things were happening. What? Sounds um, exciting. Nick, <laughs> what did you just post? What? I, I looked up um, Vizzini from Princess Bride, and this was like one of the first few images I saw. I'm really confused it's about what's happening. A very strange <laughs> cosplay is what I'm and looking also, at right now. Also, the image... Uh, I tried to copy it and put it in Discord, but the image is so high quality that I could not. It was too large to put in Discord. Incredible. So I had to take a screenshot of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, then how is it in Discord, idiot? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I would recommend it. Um, you guys ready for suggestions? Is it suggestion time? It's suggestion Absolutely. time. I was born ready. No, you weren't. You're telling me I you was. came out of the womb ready to fucking suggest some? I don't believe you, idiot. <laughs> watch me. I was born ready. I. What do you mean, watch you? Do you have a video of you being born I can watch and see that you're <laughs> suggesting? Do you have a video of you being born we can all watch? <laughs> 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 the uh, video of Dan being born, it, he, the doctor slaps him and he says, Hausu. <laughs> uh, I was not going to recommend Hausu, no. Well, I mean, you did, didn't Kyle's you? Well, I did, it. but not right now. Okay. Because Kyle already did. Okay. Whoa, spoilers, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think we should start off strong. I'm ready to recommend, I think. Okay. Um, I'd like to start off with uh, Ninja, the most dangerous game. <laughs> it's something that I'm personally passionate about, graphic novels. Just kidding. But I am passionate about <laughs> terrible graphic novels. So ah, I'm excited to read it. Okay. Um, Dan, do you have a suggestion? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to suggest the uh, SpongeBob SquarePants skin theory. <laughs> we already um, kind of that. I haven't watched it, and I really want to watch it. But I also want to have motivation to watch it. Alright, that's fair. All right. yeah, I'm going to yeah, follow kinda. up with Hotline Miami is my suggestion. Yay. Woo! Fun game. <laughs> I'm going to say the Bible. I think it would be cool <laughs> if we read the Bible. That's so going to take a while. <laughs> Can we do the abridged not... edition? <laughs> it doesn't need Can to be the like... whole Bible. I think we're going to need a lot of laundry. Said... Had said Can we I, would I just have to read the first book. After this okay. section, there was about 40 days of wandering in the desert, and then two days of... <laughs> <laughs> 40, day, 40 days of packing, <laughs> packing to wander in the desert. Two days of wandering in the desert, and then 40 days of unpacking after wandering in the desert. That adds up. Um, okay, so then Kyle had brought back Haozu. Um, yeah. We... I don't even fucking remember what that was. I like... It is a psychedelic Japanese horror movie. It's a bunch of uh, Japanese schoolgirls go to visit like an aunt's house, and it gets trippy real fast. (laughs) There's a lot of blood, a lot of guts, and weird shit. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then Kevin suggested Ultimate Doom, which I almost brought back, but then I didn't, so I guess it happened anyway. Nice. Um... But I don't know, because, uh, I mean, the original Doom, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. It's fun. It's cool. It's a good funny time. It's no Doom 2016, to be <laughs> honest. Or even a Doom 2. Can you believe like they made 2016 Doom games? Oh my God. I'm, then they I'm went impressed. all the way up to Eternal. <laughs> <laughs> they literally went to Infinity. <laughs> um, alright, so, uh... So just just to to recap, our options are the Ninja Graphic Novel, SpongeBob Skin Theory, Hotline Miami, The Bible, Hauzu, and Ultimate Doom. I feel like this is the weirdest selection we've ever had, honestly. It's up there. It's definitely up there. Also, before we vote, just so you guys know this, because I was going to say it before we said suggestions, but then I forgot. Um, So next week, obviously, we're going to do one of these things. The week after that, we are going to do the cubic inch retrospective, or a cubic inch of a cubic inch of sound. <laughs> um, so for that episode, we're just going to be talking about the podcast. It's do we just... have to watch every episode of the podcast? No, <laughs> but I, I don't. I mean, just you have to just, just remember it once, some of it, which you have been, so you're good. Cool. We should yeah. we should for the retrospective have a cast of entirely new characters. <laughs> Get people that like barely know each other just to watch a bunch of our episodes and then talk about it. Let's I get Mario like, coattails to do it. I could get at least two people that like don't know any of you to do it. I could maybe get one person. I could probably Ooh, get at least. I, I could probably get a few yeah. people actually. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> put them all together. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it would be kind of Luke funny. But... Um. Anyway, so let's go through. Basically, I'm going to say the name of the thing, and if you want it, you can say I. And if you don't want it, then don't say anything. And I'm going to see whose name is lighting up. So, um, Also, don't 
So, if you suggested it originally, you can still vote, but not if you brought it back this episode, basically. Is this is this an affirmative vote? I always forget. <laughs> yeah, so say okay. say I for whichever ones you like. Cool. Okay, so the Ninja Graphic Novel, I. Oh. Cool. <laughs> Sorry for those ninja fans out there. Um, SpongeBob Skin Theory. I. Oh. Uh, I. I'll say it. I. Um, Hotline Miami. I. I. Okay, that's another two. The Bible. I. I. No, really? Come on! <laughs> we already did a Jesus episode with Dear Wormwood. <laughs> I'm cute. You know, yeah, it's been a while. That was music. I want to read about him. <laughs> uh, Haozu? Aye. 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 Okay, well, I guess uh, probably that one then. But we'll say Doom just to, just to, get, the, just to get the opinions. Doom? Aye. Alrighty, so... Uh, how zoo it is. That is what we were watching. That's exciting. I always feel yeah. like I'm not saying it Japanese enough, but I also feel like that's kind of it's kind of offensive. Yeah, yeah, please don't try. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Three months in the making, but my suggestion finally made it. The one I've been yeah. aiming for ever since like the second episode. I'm proud nice. of you, man. Th- this was really the the epic podcast long redemption arc that we've been waiting for. <laughs> This, this was the climax of the podcast right now. It, it's yeah. all downhill from here. It's kind of weird it was only in two acts, though. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna do the next episode. We're gonna do the retrospective. Who knows where it goes from there. Is this the... Well, actually, no. Is Princess Bride the first Criterion movie we've ever done? I don't I know. No idea. I mean... I don't... I, what is that? What is that? It's just a, it's a collection of, uh, it's a movie publisher that is fairly well respected. Oh, oh no, wait, Grand Budapest was the first one we did. Okay. That was, that was one. Nice. Grand Budapest was pretty good, but I yeah, guess I'll have movie. to save it for when we do the retrospective to, <laughs> to re-talk about all of the things that we've talked about in the past. Yeah. Whew, that'll be a good time. Alrighty, um, wait, wait, and... What no. were you saying? No, nothing. Okay. I was going to say that if uh, people have suggestions, remember to send them to cubicinchofsound at gmail.com. And if you don't have <laughs> suggestions, then don't send them. I, I I don't know what to tell you. You can email send us them. anyway. You can, you can maybe just send a request for uh, Kyle to suck Luke's dick without sending a suggestion. Or, like, you just, like, you know, tell us how you're doing. You know, it's good to reach out, communicate to people. Yeah, I think no, I, would have I, don't a, really I would have a passionate, like... Not passionate, but you know, just like, a, just like a, a really, a really deep, really introspective discussion with a random email that we received. I'm down. Yeah. Kind of always down for introspection. Enjoyable. We could have a cubic inch of introspective discussion with emailer. <laughs> what yeah. are, you, are you saying that we would wait for somebody to email us sensitive information and then publish it onto the internet? No, we'd, yeah. we'd, we'd censor out all their info. We'd just no, we wouldn't. Oh, that would ruin it. What do you think, we're oh, losers? Okay, take it back. Can you take believe that this asshole cheated on his wife? That was crazy! <laughs> <laughs>